<laughs> I guess I'm not the only one who has a sense of humor. I don't know if this was a sense of humor or just serendipitous timing. You'll know what I mean here in just a moment. But third time's a charm, right? Well, apparently not because this is the third time we now have, that I can recall, Joe Biden having trouble walking up the stairs to Air Force One. Given the salute there before he boards Air Force One, just like that, he touched down not even four hours that ago. That was a quick trip, but as you said, very impactful. <laughs> Did you catch that? Uh, she said that was a quick trip just as Joey was doing a quick trip, once again, falling up the stairs just about of Air Force One. Just like that, he touched down not even four hours that ago. That was a quick trip. <laughs> uh, of course, they were referring to the fact that this was a, qu a quick trip to Selma, uh, Alabama, by Joe Biden to commemorate the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday March. Okay, folks, uh, but look, look. Some folks had issue with this. Oh, he's an old man. You shouldn't make uh, fun of him uh, or what have you. Uh, yeah, look, they can just solve it. They can just solve it with uh, with with installing one of these. Stair Force One. <laughs> Love it. But look, even if you agree with the horrible policies of Joe Biden, I think he has shown that, and I'm I'm putting this lightly, Signs of cognitive decline. But if you ask Jill, Dr. Jill, that doctorate, by the way, is an education. If there should be mental competency tests for someone who's aged and running the country and have their finger on the button, well, she's going to set you straight. Nikki Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do it's you think ridiculous. about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. Dr. Jill of education. We would never even discuss testing for cognitive functions. Of course not. They don't want the truth to be out there. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. I'm hoping that you had a great weekend. I'm hoping that you're having a great start to your work week. Welcome to Open Source News edition of the BCP podcast. Okay, folks, I know you've been worried about this and I want to just, I, I just want to put your, put you at ease. I want to calm your nerves. We are on the Trump train and we're looking forward to President Trump in 2024 and 2025. But, uh, you know, there were some challengers that we were worried about. And I want you to know, <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face. <laughs> Former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan has announced yesterday that he will not challenge President Trump for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. So, yeah, there you go, folks. I know, I know, I'm the bearer of good news and relief. Republican in name only, ex-governor Larry Hogan 
of Maryland will not be challenging President Trump for the GOP nomination. I hope I just made your Monday with that bit of news. Okay, levity aside, folks, who are the real domestic terrorists in America, if not the left? The left are the real domestic terrorists, not moms and dads that don't want CRT taught in their schools, not mom and dads that are at uh, school board meetings, not MAGA or ultra MAGA patriots who want to make sure that they have all of their amendments, all their Bill of Rights respected by the government, their First and Second Amendments. No, it's the left. Real terrorism always comes in America from the left. Here we have being reported out of Atlanta. Police have charged 23 people with domestic terrorism after a violent clash between police and protesters at the site of Atlanta's future public safety training uh, facility. You may have heard this referred to in the news as Cop City. That's what the critics call it. Last night, police say the Kabob County construction site was on lockdown as crews worked to put out flames around the area. And told the Atlanta, the Atlanta Police Department said 35 agitators have been detained. It is known what it is unknown what charges they will possibly face. Probably lightened sentences because they have been see Antifa and their like keeps getting away with stuff. So they're emboldened. Plus, they are protected and they are actually paid for. They are paid provocateurs by leftists, even being supported by people within our own government. So Around 5.30 last night, dozens of protesters left the nearby South River, South River Music Festival. They changed into a black clothing. Oh, Antifa. Or John Fetterman. And they entered the site of the controversial proposed police training center. This was a very violent attack that occurred this evening. Very violent attack. And obviously coordinated. If you have people leaving and all arriving at the same time, changing into clothing and then setting fire and going after Cop City, this is an organized event. And if the government is supposedly out there looking for domestic terrorists, how could they not see this happening or finding it? You have to organize this stuff over uh, the internet. They use a lot of this stuff. They seem to be able to always be there when some supposed right-wing person is going to do something or does something. But they're always a step behind when it comes to the leftists. Unless, of course, just maybe, just maybe, that's all by design. So let's not forget, folks, that, uh, and first of all, I got to say I'm pleasantly surprised that they actually were charged with domestic terrorism charges because, like I said before, that generally isn't applied to leftist provocateurs. So if you remember, uh, five Antifa members were arrested and held on terrorism charges um, after protesting the $90 million police training center near Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, that happened uh, a couple months ago, once at the end of 2022. So I don't know. I don't know, folks. Once again, the real dangerous people are the people on the left. All right. I, uh, I don't usually report on movie stars, but I found this to be interesting and worth discussion. And I'll be brief here. Edris Elba, who I was not happy with in his showing up at the, uh, and, and getting an award and speaking at the, not I was upset because I don't really care about what Hollywood people do, but he was over at the uh, World Economic Forum. But even a broken clock is right twice a day and he's right on this. 
and now he's facing backlash. In an interview with Esquire, the the Luther actor, I enjoyed the Luther show. I haven't watched the new movie. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, was very disappointed by the last episode and how they ended it. But anyhow, it was a, it was a pretty good uh, BBC show overall. If you're not familiar, Idris Elba is a black British actor. Or I should say, he is a British actor who is black. You'll know what I, why I made that correction here in just a moment. In the Esquire interview, the Luther actor explains, As humans, we are obsessed with race. And that obsession can really hinder people's aspirations, hinder people's growth. Racism should be a topic for a discussion, sure. Racism, racism is very real. But from my perspective, it's only as powerful as you allow it to be. Well said. I stopped describing myself as a black actor when I realized it put me in a box. We've got to grow. We've got to. Our skin is more than just that. It's just skin rant over. So now the leftists are mad because he is not he's saying I'm an actor, not a black actor. Wasn't that the dream of Martin Luther King Jr.? Wasn't that what the liberals used to be about? Let's be colorblind. But then if a black man says he's an actor, not a black actor, well, then they can't put him in the victim box anymore. Now, racism should be a topic for discussion. Sure, he says. Racism is very real. It is very real, folks. Look, I don't talk about how I am very often the victim of racism and bigotry. I absolutely am. Not from conservatives, not from the far right, not from MAGA folks, but from white liberals and black liberals, from the liberal establishment, from the platforms that I am on that crush me. They go in and change the algorithm against me because heaven forbid a black conservative have a voice. The real racism that exists comes from the left, from the Marxist, from the new age liberals that do not want free thought, love of America and the constitution coming from black people, especially black people that can have influence on other black people and on white people. Let's be totally honest. Most of my audience is white, which would make sense since black people, a lot of black people, unfortunately, way too many black people are still on the Democrat plantation. Heaven forbid that a black man would have influence over white people. Oh my goodness. That would actually be a voice that resonates. I don't talk about it. Because, like as he says, it's only as powerful as you allow it to be. Now, of course, the, if I were a, a, a liberal doing, you know, like a David Pakman or something like that on the left, oh, I'd probably be boosted. Probably have the three million subscribers that I actually do have or would have had. It is what it is. But what's funny to me is, um, you know, after the backlash, speaking of The Guardian, he shows that social media is a conflict incubator and having opinions in today's social media environment can be challenging. Me saying I don't like to call myself a black actor is my prerogative. That's me, not you. So for you to turn around and say to me, I'm denying by blackness on what grounds? Did you hear that? What am I denying? And what for? It's just stupid, whatever. Now, some people go, well, wait a minute, James. And by the way, if you're not aware... 
My name is James, a.k.a. BCP. And yes, BCP stands for Black Conservative Patriot. That's the name of this channel. Won't change it because we've built a brand around BCP. But you notice the show is called Open Source News. And I go by James or BCP. And we started Black Sort of Patriot as a brand, as a channel. What, six years ago now? Actually, 2015. Wow, my math is off. Eight years ago now. Because there were no black conservatives on there. And then when I changed it from black sort of hippie, because I'm not a neocon, so that's why I had the hippie originally, then changed it to black sort of patriot, there were no black sort of patriots on YouTube. So I found a niche and a name that resonates. But do we make a race an issue here? No, we make America, liberty, and the Constitution an issue. So bravo for Idris Alba not only saying that, but defending him, self, for saying that. All right, folks, uh, as reported, President Trump won over 60% of the vote and more than 40% greater than his nearest competitor, Ron DeSantis, in the straw poll at CPAC over the weekend. And boy, are the rhinos upset about it. So they were hoping that DeSantis, and we'll get to DeSantis and President Trump here in just a moment. They're just hoping that he would do a little bit worse than he did. Because boy, have the rhinos been piling in with the Democrats. They're all part of the same establishment, right? The same power structure. So we have uh, Chris Sununu, who pretty much has said he will be running for president later. He received no one, no votes from anyone at CPAC. Now, look at it. Look, look at the ones that have really don't like President Trump. And it's very interesting. Very interesting was brought up here by Joe Hoft at the Gateway Pundit. I, hadn't, I guess I'd realized this, but I hadn't realized the totality of it. Some of the biggest people that are lately against President Trump, I say lately over the last, you know, six, seven years, RC are Chris Sununu, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, and Jeb Bush. And what do all of them have in common? Their parents were politicians as well. Part of the old guard. Even though I would say in some aspects the old Republican Party is not as bad as the current one. So, uh, there you go. There you go. I thought that was very interesting. They're not happy about this happening. Huh? I mean, but I think it's funny. Uh, Chris Sununu got, uh, received no votes from anyone at CPAC. He might just want to save his time and money and not even run. Now, folks, this was super shady what happened over at Fox News. When they reported on the straw poll, the CPAC straw poll, they showed a graphic that showed Donald Trump, 62%. Governor Ron DeSantis, 20%. Nikki Haley, 3%. Except if you listened to my report over the weekend, she, so, you know, they make it look, look like first, second, and third, right? But if you actually uh, uh, know who was third, if you actually 
and if you heard when I reported on this over the weekend, Perry Johnson, the relatively unknown billionaire businessman from Michigan, actually came in third with 5%. He beat Nikki Haley. But they couldn't show that. Nope. They showed like a one, two, three thing. They had to show Nikki Haley at 3%. (laughs) Fox News is not on our side, folks. Fox News is not on our side and has not been. Now let's talk about the straw poll surprise winner for CPAC for vice president. Over the weekend, Carrie Lake came out on top in a straw poll for the Republican vice presidential pick over at CPAC. The poll results showed that Lake topped the field of 28 candidates with 20% of the vote, beating out Nikki Haley and Governor DeSantis. DeSantis did receive 14% of the vote and Haley won 10%. Why would Trump want to have a backstabber as a running mate? He already went through that. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Carrie Lake, she had something absolutely phenomenal that I to share at CPAC, and I want to highlight. I want to highlight that here now. I decided to share this. It's a little bit controversial, but I'm going to put this out. Somebody showed up at my door this week. They called me before and said, "I got to talk to you in person." This can't be done over the phone, which is always kind of like, uh-oh, what's that going to be about? They came to my door and they tried to bribe me out of getting out of politics. This really happened. Wow. And she had more to share. I'm going to share a few more tidbits of this with you, but my full analysis and the full portions of this clip that merit analysis I will be doing on my show later today, uh, this evening, on BCP Unfiltered. I'll show you what I can in this YouTube-friendly version. They tried to bribe me with a job title, with a huge salary, a position on a board. This is how they do it. And I said, are you kidding me? I walked away from a big job and a big salary. I'm not motivated by that stuff, guys. I'm not. So this person standing before me was sent at the request of some powerful people back east. And when I said no to this person, they didn't take no for an answer. They said, well, what will it take? Because of course, they are used to buying people off. And I really like what Carrie Lake had to say about their attempts and her commitment to politics, to America first, Arizona first, Conservative politics. What is your price? How do we keep you out? Name your price. Name your price. All we're asking for you to do is to get out of politics for two years. I wonder why two years? What are they hoping to accomplish in the next two years? Hmm. So I said, you let your handlers back east know that I can't name a price because there is no price that I would sell out my country for. All right, good stuff from Carrie Lake. Uh, Once again, 
if you're not aware, I have a, another show called BCP Unfiltered. You can catch it over at bcpextras.com. If you go and join us over at bcpextras.com, you can see all my BCP Unfiltered episodes. Just go there and you can see them right in order uh, all the way back. And uh, if you want to access that show in a social media context, same program, just another place you can catch it, then catch it over at therealbcp.com. You can actually join our community for free over there at therealbcp.com and have access to not just um, you know non-exclusive content I have over there, but you can also uh, find my show, BCP Unfiltered. And if you want to listen to it in a podcast format, just go to bcppodcast.com. You can actually watch BCP Unfiltered on Spotify as video or, or audio, or you can catch it on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, etc. So I will be covering what she said here more extensively. There's other things that she said that I want to analyze and discuss and show you that are just not friendly to some of the platforms that this open source news edition is on. So make sure you, if you want to see the full analysis, you catch me over there. Now, President Trump, oh, and by the way, folks, uh, if you're not aware, if you're on YouTube or watching this anywhere else, we do have a second YouTube channel called the BCP Report. Please check on over there. Uh, BCP Juniorette does most of the reporting on that show. I do sometimes as well. Uh, go ahead and make sure that you check out our second, our sister YouTube channel, the BCP Report. This morning, I dropped President Trump announcing his Agenda 47 over there. So make sure you go and check that out as well. Links to everything are down below. No matter what platform you're watching this on, we have links to everything in either the show notes or the description or in the comment section for you to find us. Okay, President Trump, uh, unlike Joe Biden, will answer questions. He answered questions at CPAC. And a DC, uh, um, a Daily Caller, Reporter, journalist, try to do a gotcha on President Trump, uh, Diana Glebova. I know every, Daily Caller, they're right wing. Well, as I said, folks, and I've been saying, just be aware that not all conservative media, right wing media, is for President Trump, but not all the reporters are. And that's fine. I don't think that President Trump should not take tough questions, but this one came off as a bit of a gotcha question. And that's when Diana Glebova asked President Trump, if Ron DeSantis is such a fraud, why did you endorse him for governor? Did you make a mistake? And President Trump, unlike Joe Biden, who runs away and shies away from the press, answered the question head on. For you, Mr. President, if Ron DeSantis is such a fraud, why did you endorse him for governor? Did you make a mistake? No, I'm very happy I endorsed him for governor because the alternative would have been very bad. He was a disaster, as it turned out, and uh, the alternative would have been very bad. Now, Florida's doing well. Florida's done well for a long time, and uh, now I'm very happy about it. President Trump saying, hey, I'm very happy to have endorsed Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSanctimonious. And now we've got another one. Let's conclude this episode, this report, and our reporting of President Trump and Ron DeSantis with this, who is the second greatest president of our lifetime? That would be, of course, Ronald Wilson Reagan. Coming a very far second, as great as he was, to Donald John Trump. 
Now we're talking about Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis was in Simi Valley, California yesterday to, as part of his, you know, book tour that's not really a campaigning for president tour at the Reagan Library. And the leftists came up with a new name for Ron DeSantis. Well, actually, I've heard this before, but I hadn't heard it in a while. A vandal spray-painted Ron the Fascist on one of the entrances to the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. The vandalism taking place hours before Florida Governor Ron DeSantis arrived for a sold-out talk about his new book. Library staff were able to remove the graffiti before the governor's 11 a.m. reception. Now, what's interesting to me, a lot of people are saying, California, California, why California? Well, because they're pushing the lie that DeSantis has momentum over President Trump in California. This is patently false, but expect to see more of this fake news being pushed by mainstream media. The reality is that this is kind of the shadow primary. The whole press, national political press, will be probably in attendance and will be watching carefully to see how DeSantis does in this speech. Republican political consultant Rob Stutzman and political pollster Paul Mitchell say DeSantis is unofficially testing the waters for a likely presidential run. The Florida governor's appearance in California is part of a cross-country fundraising tour seen as potentially setting the stage for a 2024 presidential run. California's 5.2 million Republican voters could play a large role in determining the Republican nominee now that the state's primary has moved up to Super Tuesday. So the good news for him, he arrives in California the same week as a poll was out showing that Republican primary voters actually prefer him over Donald Trump. Oh, really? What poll is that? Oh, no. They did it? It's kind of embarrassing. I went to school there. That poll is from the Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies. It shows DeSantis leading among California Republicans with 37% support. Former President Trump follows at 29%, followed by former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley at a distant 7%. There you have it, folks. Everyone's in for Ron DeSantis and not Trump. By everyone, I mean the rhinos, the Democrats, the mainstream media. In other words, the establishment. But the actual constituents and Republican voters remain steadfastly in the Trump camp. Thanks for being here, folks. I'll have more reporting for you later this evening. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe here on Open Source News. This is the open source news edition of the BCP podcast. And I'm committed to bringing you, as you can see, real news every single day, generally more than once a day. I don't think I've not had two reports daily for you Monday through Sunday, probably since the holidays. Like, share, and subscribe. And sharing this on social media really helps us. To the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Big hug to all of y'all and your respective families. Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on any real news.